It can bring men down. It can end economies. It can end humanity. What is it? We'll find out on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey everyone, my name is Justin Kim, and you're on Inverse, and on the studio with us we have uh, Israel and Siku and Kali and myself, and we are going to be talking about the book of James. I want to encourage you to go to inversebible.org and download our Bible study guide and catch up with us. We are already in chapter 3 of James. It is a small, short book, but a very powerful, practical book, and this is one way, this is one opportunity to master one of the books of the Bible. Hey guys. Hello. Uh, Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> yes, nailed it. Guess who I am. He nailed it. Sebastian. <laughs> he always does. <laughs> On that note, we're going to have a word of prayer. Uh, can you That's pray for us and bring us back, to, to, back yeah. to earth and away from Hawaii? <laughs> All right, let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. And we ask that as we study it, that you would inspire us to be more like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Um, chapter 3 of James is where we get, I don't know what's, what's, what's with you guys. <laughs> Callie, we're going to go to chapter 3, verses 1 through, let's go 1 through 5. Okay. My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. All right. Thanks, Kelly. Um, we're looking here at this passage and uh, Siku, I, I asked the question in the beginning at the, uh, the opener, it can bring down economies, it can end humanity, it's bring down great men. What? What is it's this? Uh, this little, uh, what is it? Me, 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 me. Is you? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> Pick oh, you me. want to answer? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tongue. The tongue. The <laughs> Very tongue, good. The tongue. So, guys, how, how does this work? So, we and in our previous episode, we just talked about faith versus works and justification mm-hmm. and judgment. And we're talking about, you know, partiality and false Christianity and being practical. And then, boom, just like how James does. Okay, now we're going to talk about the tongue. Like, where is the connection? we got to add some plaster and kind of sand that part in the transition. Mm-hmm. Help us out. What's, what's the connection? Why Is it random or is there a connection? Uh, Kelly? The first option. The first option. No. There's a connection. There's Check a connection. That one. Yeah. Okay. What is that connection? <laughs> well, I think one thing he even talked about this very briefly in chapter 1. Yeah. Chapter 1, verse 26. 126. If anyone among you thinks he is yes. religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. useless. Mm-hmm. So... I think it's 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 kind of that point, and it's continuing from chapter two of faith that works is dead. Mm-hmm. So faith that does not talk like faith is incomplete mm-hmm. faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so one external manifestation is the words out of our mouth. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean that's what Jesus said, right? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. And so you, and I think one of his main points here is this is one of the hardest places to fake it. Mm-hmm. You might be able to fake it other places, like you can look really nice, you can give things not away, murder. not murder people, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, just you, yep. you can do those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But the place, and I, I agree with this idea that like the place that is hardest to fake spirituality words. is with your words. Words. Because that's every opportunity to yeah. communicate. That requires a lot of consistency. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You all out there agree with that? Like the words, like that's <laughs> that's the hardest thing to fake. Yeah. And it's also the best thing to judge other people is yeah. is by their externality is is their mm-hmm. words. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Yeah. Siku. I was just gonna go with the you were saying the the flow of where he's coming yeah. from, mm-hmm. um, and and the way that that it kind of goes in my mind in chapter one where he was talking about where he mentions the tongue mm-hmm. he was talking about being doers of the word mm-hmm. so he's talking about um, you have you have a standard and you're supposed to apply it right mm-hmm. um, but he he just throws that in there that one of the places where it's hard to apply is you know in the words that you speak mm-hmm. um, I think the last episode was talking about this faith without works mm-hmm. it's talking about like it is faith that saves you but you have the standard still right how do you accomplish the standard? It's through faith. And that faith, when you have that faith experience with God, it leads to works. It leads to a change in the way that you behave. Mm-hmm. And then he brings it back again. And he's like, remember I mentioned this thing? Mm-hmm. Um, now let's expand on this is a really hard place for this faith works thing to actually work itself out mm-hmm. in your life. Is, is James being a little unfair here? I'm just going to bring a little bit of tension into the narrative. <sighs> so he's like, guys, we need to have works, works, like real faith works. Like, do something, do something, do something. The best way to do something is talk. And by the way, don't talk. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is, is that is that what he's saying? Like we got to put an accelerator on your on your actions, but your words is what, as one of your actions. Don't don't you dare say that stuff, right? Isn't this kind of like this yeah. this thing going on? Yes or no? Yeah. Yes or no. no. Yeah. That, that wasn't yes or no. It's yes. yes or no. <laughs> yes, yes or no. Yes. Okay. To one of those. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, so when it starts out, he says, "Let not many of you become teachers." Chapter three, verse yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. Yes. Is I see him setting up. You know, at this time and, and still even today, right? There's like this prestige that goes with being in charge, especially in like spiritual places. But if you're if you're in charge in these spiritual teaching circles, that means you talk a lot, mm-hmm. right? And so, but it's like you're like don't don't seek that out because that just want to let you know of the context that's there. It's not all glory. Mm-hmm. It's not all easy. Like no, you have more opportunities to struggle in the way that everybody struggles in. Mm-hmm. So I just want you to go into this with a clear head. Mm-hmm. Um, and so here it's. I think he's he's encouraging, but at the same time, he's warning. Like, I want to give you a full context. And that's something I appreciate about James is a lot of, there is some, like, black and white stuff. Like, this is good, this is bad. But he also gives a lot of gradients here of, like, yeah, you need to express your faith in all these different ways, including how you speak. Mm-hmm. But I just want to remind you, that's really hard. And I, w- I want to remind you, that's really hard to fake. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of the, the context as well as the encouragement. Yeah, he does also mention in verse 1 that knowing that you shall, you, that we shall receive a stricter judgment. judgment. He yeah. places him Himself in yeah. that teacher's group, yeah, exactly. and that by your works we are judged, and because we say more, we're going to be judged by everything that we teach. That's that is, That's and it's scary. not stricter because God is stricter. It's just because now there's more evidence there's more to, work with. to work with, and your judgment <laughs> does become stricter. Yeah. It is a sobering, sobering thought. I mean, think think about us here. We're we're professing these high, lofty truths here, and I mean, the him, yeah, yeah, it's. It's interesting as 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 everyone was talking. I was kind of reflecting on just the power of and the dynamics of of what we say and and mm-hmm. the power of words. Yes. In a way, it's such a big deal, and in a way, it's such a it seems like such a small thing, right? Um, like for example, there's context when when it seems as though our words are insignificant mm-hmm. to the potential harm that we can cause. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if we're having an argument and we're getting each other upset. 
I can be thinking to myself, I'm going to be a Christian. I'm not going to hit you. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to kill you or anything like that. All good but things. yeah, but then I'm going to, but then I'm going to just, I'm going to just end that by throwing a little word jab in there. Like, all right, I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be the Christian about this. So I'm going to walk away. Right. I mean, in, in that thing, you're kind of like, I'm choosing the easy Christ-like way out, which is actually not. I'm jabbing you with words, right? You're hitting with something yeah. else. And so in, in a way, we treat words more insignificantly than they, than they yeah. really are, right? Yeah. Mm. And then there are other times when words are extremely significant and, and have a very, very big impact, right? I remember um, a few years ago, I was, I was, I was preparing for a, for a race, a triathlon race, and I was listening to an audio book by one of the greatest of all triathletes. And, um, and, and as I'm running, I'm listening to this guy and he's like, yeah, he's telling his story about his first Ironman and how he was, he was feeling really, really, really solid. And as I was listening to that, I'm like, you know what? I feel kind of solid too. <laughs> and like, I stuck my chest out more. I closed my eyes even. And I started imagining myself literally I started imagining myself like I'm a world champion triathlete. Like I'm running like half his pace, but in my mind, I'm like, this is glorious. Like I'm like, cars are probably passing by and they're looking at me and I probably look like my best self, right? I like pull down the zipper on my shirt because I'm like, they, they have to see like how strong my muscles are. And 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 it's it looks Everybody nothing like that. And this is like literally what's happening, right? Even yeah. As funny as it is, it's like reality. That like that's how I feel. Yeah. And then he talks about how he turns this corner and all of a sudden he goes downhill. Oh. And then as I'm listening to this audiobook, I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of feeling tired. Oh, man. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, like my shoulders come in and I start kind of like slowing down even more. And then the story ends with me stopping, calling my wife and be like, hey, I'm like seven miles down the road. Can you come, come can you come pick me up? And she was like, what happened? I thought you were supposed to be out for like twice as long. And, and, and it dawned on me, I never listened to the audiobook again because I'm like, the power, this guy, just with his words, just knocked me out. Yeah, thing. just like, sh you know, shaped my whole reality. And so in, in, in ways when, the, when words should have little impact, they have an enormous amount of impact. Mm -hmm. And in times when they should not have, or when they should have a big impact, they have a very small impact. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, a really, it's a really crazy dynamic, this role that, mm -hmm. that words play. And so that, that, that joke, you know, sticks and stones may hurt my bones, but words will never hurt me. Yeah, it's wrong. so wrong and untrue. <laughs> Mm -hmm. They hurt more than sticks right. and stones. You know, um, as you were speaking, it just it just made me reflect on how, you know, John talks about Jesus as the Word, mm -hmm. you know, and the Word, it, it was with, in Psalms it talks about with, the, with, the, with His Word that God created, with the breath of His mouth, you know, He spoke and it, and it stood fast. So God Himself has... The, 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 his word has power, has creative power. And in, in a micro sense of that, like our words can create realities, you know, like they can, they shape uh, experiences. The words that we share, like they shape the way that people view their life currently or the way that they'll view their outcome. The words that we speak, uh, for me, the, the way that I think of it, of it a lot of times is the words that I speak to my children. Mm -hmm. um, my child may be being annoying, but if I say you are an annoying child, 
it's like I'm, it becomes an identifier, yeah. Yeah. yeah, as opposed to you are annoying me right now, you know, <laughs> please stop what you're doing because you are a good child doing something annoying, you know. Um, and the way that we use our words actually really has, it has a powerful impact on the way we shape people, mm -hmm. you know, and the way we shape how they view themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kelly? Uh, just reminds me, I think it's in this, um, in this lesson too, of just how words, words don't even have to be meant a certain way necessarily to be used a certain way. And like David and Solomon, not Solomon, Saul, <laughs> that was later, David and Saul and the, the women would sing that song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. okay there's, you're throwing me off. Well, hold that thought, Kelly. <laughs> uh, she's got a lot to say. She's Just got a lot go. of words and we want to hear those words. We're going to take a break right now and stay with us after the break. This is Inverse. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Welcome back. We've been talking about the power of words, the power of the tongue. And we're looking at the narrative of David and Saul about the women who were talking or singing, were they? Mm -hmm. yeah. And Callie, you were saying before yeah, the break. Yeah, now that I have your full attention. So <laughs> what happened was <laughs> the women of the city were, were singing that David has slain his ten thousands, but mm -hmm. Saul his thousands. Mm. And, you know, I don't think we don't have any biblical narrative about their intention with that song. I mean, maybe they're just like excited and just spitting mm -hmm. facts. <laughs> like, we don't know. <laughs> why but Saul that that really affected Saul and it was even used by other people to encourage his hatred of David like mm. isn't this the one that they sang the song yeah. like it showed up over and over again but it, it was just a song mm -hmm. like after a war like they're just celebrating mm -hmm. but these words can e even if the intention is there or not but words still really affect mm -hmm. um, and I think you know I've I've had plenty of unfortunately opportunities to when I've said something that I had the best intentions but then somebody came back and were like yeah that actually really hurt me mm -hmm. I'm like oh I'm sorry mm -hmm. so there of course other times where like I'm doing something on purpose to hurt someone which is also bad but the point is like it's not always equal right mm -hmm. it's not one-to-one -one of like good is always good bad is always bad mm -hmm. But we're just and also to to your point, I think whatever the women were saying, it was something very small and we don't know the intention of the women yeah. at all. Uh, but that small little thing sparked off this feeling in in, in Saul. Saul yeah. Let's go to the text here in chapter three, verse uh, two and onwards, mm -hmm. and the 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 examples that James gives. There is a theme there, and mm -hmm. let's pick up on it, which I'm kind of well, I'm kind of alluded to in with Callie's uh, uh, illustration there. Verse uh, th three. Mm -hmm. Indeed, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us, and we turn about. Their whole body. Uh, look also at the ships with a uh, verse, verse four, a small rudder. And verse five, even though, even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Mm -hmm. See how great a forest a little fire kindleth. So what's the theme there? It's it's the, it's the, the little, the smallness yeah, the small of it. Thing. Yep. Uh, regardless of an intention, regardless mm -hmm. of how much vocabulary we use, that one little thing can can yeah. can change the direction. Kelly. Oh. Is it okay if I, well, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't drive, go ahead. We're <laughs> going to continue nine. reading. Yeah. Yeah, okay, shall we, okay. <laughs> You're good. So, okay, let's read. Uh, yeah. Callie, can you read from verse six onwards, please? <laughs> I can. <laughs> and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. 
It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Mm-hmm. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives, or a grapevine bear figs? Thus, no spring yields both salt water and fresh. Mm-hmm. I really like James's style of writing. He says something, <laughs> and he gives these examples. You know, he says, you know, we need to be justified by, <laughs> by works and saved by faith. And by the way, there's Abraham, and then there's Rahab, and then we we, we got to watch our tongues, and you got to look at the, the horses, and then the seas. The and then he talks about um, uh, figs and, 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 <laughs> grape olives. and grapevines and olives. So um, what are some things there? Let's let's juice out that, that portion there. What are some things we can take out? Is, is, right? Is that all right to... In, in transition, to, in transition. To, to Israel's comment. Okay. I yes. think this will flow well with what Israel has Please, to say. Siku, by, <laughs> yeah. by, by all means. The, the, the importance means. of yeah, the importance of small things. That, you know, in that section that um, we transition from. Yep. Just little things. Uh, faithful in little is faithful in much. Mm-hmm. You know, so like just the importance of small things and they have a big impact. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, over to you, Israel. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> actually, it does go very well with what I'm about to say. Yeah. Like yeah, in, in the Bible. Bible, there's no such thing as little things, mm-hmm. you know, because like what it says in the verse that you were just saying, right? He who is faithful in that which is small is faithful also in that which is much, right? And 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 the thing is, notice that the Bible doesn't say will be faithful. It, it says is faithful automatically mm-hmm. because there's no such thing as faithfulness and in, in, there's no such thing as small things. And what it, what he's saying in these um, in these passages, it's just how 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 contrary to nature the human heart is mm. like you we we don't we don't like if if a water source was to bring forth both salt and fresh water or if a fig tree was to produce olives and grapes we would consider these things like freaks of nature you <laughs> yeah. know mm-hmm. and yet Humanity does it all the time. Yeah, and yeah. and it's so normal at the same time, which yeah. which speaks to the which speaks to the lack of logic that exists in the human mind, mm-hmm. right? We are not as logical as we think. <laughs> we are not. Wow. We are too kind to ourselves, you know, <laughs> because in reality, what he's saying is, the human heart is so broken that it is possible for the same exact instrument to praise God on one end and then curse a human being that is made in the image of the God that we are praising. Mm-hmm. And, and how can that happen except that we be extremely broken people? Right. And that's why he says, if there's anybody in verse 2, if there's anybody that does not stumble in word, they are perfect. perfect. Like, that is literally the, the definition of perfection, right? A person who is not broken in the sense that they're able to say, good and bad things at the same time in the same breath with the same instrument Hmm. even though those two things are ultimately created in the same image mm-hmm. to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we've, we've established that, hey, the tongue and the mouth and words, it's pretty important, right? Yeah. Uh, very discouraging in a sense that if we read verse 8, yeah. but no man can tame the tongue. Mm. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Yep. Okay, well, that, that's... <laughs> yeah, uh, we're done. We're done. <laughs> uh, so how do we... Where, but, oh, oh, I mean, it so makes what sense. Happens? Yeah. It makes so, sense, though, because um, I think it was Kelly who said uh, earlier that you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, right? Um, which is what Jesus said. Um, so we can't tame the tongue because okay. we can't tame our hearts, mm. right? I cannot 
train my tongue to not curse, you know, and always bless because I can't change my own heart, right? And so what he's saying is he's just speaking a reality like that. No man can can tame the tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because no man can actually change their own heart, mm-hmm. you know? And ultimately it points us to when you realize this and it's, you know, woe is me, I am undone. Mm-hmm. But it's supposed to point us to the one who can yeah. Tame mm. the tongue. Who is the one who can change our hearts? Mm. In that passage, and maybe it's, it's going to come up a little, a little bit later in, in James, but mm-hmm. there, there, it's, 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 a, it's he's em- he emphasizes the finality and the absoluteness of it, uh, which makes me think: what, 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 how, how does Jesus help us with our, with our words, with our tongues, with our? Kalyan in Israel. Yeah, well, I think it, it's exactly what Siku is saying is a changed heart. Like Ezekiel 36, 26, mm-hmm. um, like I will take out your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Mm-hmm. I will cause you to walk in my ways. And I I see it again. This is this is just like, I guess the constant theme of like James is super discouraging, but then to be encouraging um, because in a way, like it's even a mercy that our words are such a clear reflection of our hearts mm. because it's a way for us to see it. Otherwise, we could trick ourselves all the time. Be like, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but it's like, do you hear yourself? You're not. And you can you can kind of get that. And that's happened where I'm, I feel like I have a good handle on something or something doesn't actually bother me or I'm really at peace with someone. And then I hear my words. And I'm like, oh, no, I am not. <laughs> I am wrong about this. And that's actually how I learn how I actually feel mm. or how I actually think about something by just hearing my own words. Mm-hmm. And like, how much so do I have to be convinced by my own words versus like somebody else? Like, I can't even see my own heart. And I'm, I'm the one in this body. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I feel like it's, it's really a mercy of God to be like, I'm not going to let you fake this. I'm, I'm going to like set a hard boundary here. And this is just a straight line to your heart. Mm-hmm. And that's what is expressed because that will again, reveal yourself as always a way to be like, come to me because I'm the one that can actually do something about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think though that um, something Israel said in, I think it was two or three episodes ago, about um, when we were talking about the mirror, like the importance of, yes, being, you can look at the mirror, but you have to be willing to ad- admit what you're seeing yeah. in that mirror. Or what we can tend to do is say, well, you made me say this. You made me upset, and that's why I spoke this way. Yeah. You made me do X, Y, and Z. You caused this. Uh, yeah, you yeah. caused me to say these words. But... I think the, the 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 importance of what James is bringing to bear is kind of an is an ownership over your actions, an ownership o- over your words. You said those words; those words proceeded from you, yeah, from regardless you. of what the circumstance was, regardless of what the intention was. It came out of you, and you need you take ownership of those words, mm. and the consequences of those words are as a result of something that you said. And you know, it's it's really a powerful thing to be like, I didn't mean for it to hurt you. I didn't mean for it. But it did, yeah. you know. I didn't mean for it to go this way, but it did. Mm-hmm. And taking own, full ownership of that. So when he says in verse one, "Let not many of you become teachers," like we wanna, we wanna go out there and tout and 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 teach, you know, and profess and show people and you know make Instagram live videos and tell people how to do something. <laughs> <laughs> he's saying, Relevant. 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 He's like, you know, but he said you gotta watch yourself because whatever the intention may or may not have been, you got to own the consequences of that, mm-hmm. right? That little member, it turned the ship a certain direction, whether you intended it to or not, it did, mm-hmm. right? And you own that. And then when we own that, to, to Kelly's point, when we do own 
that when we do take ownership for our actions, for our words partic particularly, then we can come to God and be like, okay, you need to change where this came from because yeah. I can't. You know, even when my intentions were pure, I failed. Mm -hmm. You know, and that needs a divine intervention. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, what, what? I think what I appreciate about our study and 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 because a lot, this is all organic. You know, in other words, what 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 I'm learning from you now, I'm learning for the first time, which is powerful to me. Mm. And what to me, something that I'm kind of gaining from the Book of James that I did not see before, is the fact that it is as important as the lessons themselves are is the intent that the author is trying to communicate within the context. Like, for example, in, in previous episodes when we talked about um, faith and works, right? He's speaking to a specific context. Here, because it's like at the end, the whole point of uh, that James is trying to communicate is not, well, then change your heart and then you'll change your mouth and then that's not the point he's trying to make. Mm. The point he's trying to make is, uh, Sigurd just alluded to it, is that, that idea of, in verse 1, my brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. This, And I think that this ties very, very uh, perfectly with the very the, the very beginning of his epistle, right? Like, let patience have its perfect work in you, that you may be perfect and entire. Okay. And so I think the, the takeaway for me from this is, many times I have this desire, like this desire to teach, this desire to grow in my Christian, this desire to move on in my Christian experience. Like, all right, it's time for me. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to teach. I'm ready to be translated. I'm ready to be all of these different things that I'm ready to do and trying to move on, move on, move on. And then James is kind of saying like, wait, 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 back up, back up. Let patience have its perfect work in you. The whole point is not for you to change your speech, for you to try to change your own heart. It's allow the process of Christianity, allow the process, the journey that God is taking you on, mm -hmm. allow that to do its work because that is the answer to faith and works. That is the answer to, you know, the tongue and the body. That is the answer to the fake religion in your life. The answer to all the problems that proceed from the book of James is not attacking the problem, but rather allowing patience to have its perfect and steady work so that we might be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. You know, a word that, that, uh, that comes out of my mind is abiding in him. Mm -hmm. Allowing yeah. that fruit to naturally come out. Whilst Israel was speaking, that was my prayer to keep my words uh, in the Lord Jesus and have him speak through me, the one who spake like never any other man spake. Hopefully that's your prayer. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week here in Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Kelly Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is Inverse.